it's time for Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. I am Chief Tom Vaughn, and my trusty sidekick, Brad Ryan, is also here with me. Whoop, whoop. And uh, so we're going to see how this week goes. We do not have a special guest, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> the people we had lined up uh, apparently listened to our last, <laughs> our last interview and decided that, that was one of the five people that listened last week. Yeah. The other. Well, did you listen last week? I did not. Okay. I haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> okay. So that means we had one listener because I listened three times. We had the other person. And then the other special guest must have listened to it and said, I am not going on that show. Exactly. What is wrong? Exactly. So. so. All right. So if anybody doesn't know, <clears throat> we did a um, dance video. Oh, yeah. Yep. For um, Officer Leith. Yep. Last night. Um, just a disclaimer for people who haven't seen it yet. We are policemen, not dancers. And yes. that is very relevant. Relevant, I guess. Apparent. Apparent. There yeah. you go. Um, when you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, it is. you know, it, it, it was a great, it was a great time for us to kind of get together, uh, make fun of each other, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy yes. trying to dance. You know, the sad part is the song tells you what to do and we still couldn't follow direction. Right. That's the scary part. Yeah. But it, it was a great um, tribute to her. I think so. I mean, because from what I understand, she was that type of person always laughing and uh having a good time dancing obviously so yeah i guess she was a big tiktok star she yeah. was on there dancing a lot so that was kind of how we got um i was i'm gonna say bullied into it <laughs> <laughs> um we were challenged we accepted the challenge like yes. always um did the best we could but it, it was a great time um it's like almost thirty thousand people have seen it yeah in it's crazy. half a day so um, a lot of great comments, and I'm just glad that we could um, do something to honor her. Yes, because um, she is a true, true hero, and will be sorely missed. Yeah, um, not only by the officers but the community that she made a huge impact in such a short time. Yeah, yeah, she's. I think she was on for a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I just kind of scrolled through East District's uh, Facebook and prior to this there's just all kinds of stuff of her doing just uh she would she went to um like community center and hung out with the kids before work you know stuff yeah. like that it's just awesome you know that that's one of the um i guess the healing mm -hmm. moments when you have one of these tragedies um i had heard so many stories you know about aaron that i never heard before right and the people that he touched in in uh you know different ways but it's uh you know, it really, truly makes you understand the impact that you have in people's lives that we don't really think of. You sure. know, we take the run, we see somebody struggling, we help them out um, to the best we can, and then we move on to the next run or, right. or the next person. And, you know, with sometimes with the media, the way they portray the police, I think we look at that 10% that want to dog the police or say bad things, and we don't look at the 90% right. that, that we really have made an impact on. Um, so, you know, that, that's that's one of the things that I've tried to do the last couple of years is kind of slow down a little bit and enjoy that yeah. interaction in time um, because, you know, it, it means a lot to me. And I know most police officers, they want to be part of the community. They want to make an impact. Yeah. And I think the wide majority do, and but never really notice it. Yeah. No, I think you're 100% right. I mean, um, that's what you know, drove me back to law enforcement after, you know, full time in law enforcement and then private private sector career. And uh, it was specifically Southport and what you were doing, though. I mean, because I knew that I could be a part of something that was bigger than me, bigger than the department, right. you know, and uh, and I think, you know, most of the people feel that way here. So, uh, yeah, it's great. And like I said, we, we do have a huge <clears throat> following and not only in Southport, but, you know, Perry Township. Mm -hmm. um, we try to reach out to the whole township, not just the city. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of great um, officers who really understand the, the vision and the goal and right. want to be a part of that. 
and really come out and put 110% in. So yeah, um, it was nice to see them get together last night and do that and, and be able to laugh at themselves because we knew it was going to be a train wreck. It, it, and it, uh, it was, yeah. But great great props to you for the editing. It, uh, it turned you. out, I thought, really good. And, and like I said, it was a great time. So Yeah, I mean, I figured uh, when I started filming it that if we could, even if all of the dance moves weren't right and together or whatever that we could make it look good but the most important thing was that you guys had fun because then it would be a good video no matter what you know and uh yeah obviously if you check it out you'll see (laughs) that we had a great time (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah go to um southport indiana police department facebook page Uh um i know it's on there and then if you're you have the chief tom vaughn we did share it to that so uh i think it'll give you a laugh and uh or several several <laughs> yeah 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 there's uh I, I believe that there are actually pending uh trademark applications in for some of those dance moves <laughs> that uh you know it's kind of a mix between a stiff board and a wet noodle <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we had all ends of the spectrum yeah. so it was great it was it was very fun so um you know we're not ones to back down no, we were challenged. challenged. We accepted so. the challenge, and yep. now we're challenging others. So we'll see. And, and like I said, I you know I think it's a great uh, great thing for her son to see. <clears throat> yes, uh, know, yeah. And maybe not right now, but you know later this year, next year, mm-hmm. you know when he's twenty or whatever. Right. Um, it's something that uh, he knows that he touched. You know, his mother touched a lot of people's lives, and and uh, that was her personality. Right. You know, really bright. Yeah spunky wanted to do everything mm-hmm. i saw a um interview her her mom and dad did and that was one of the things her mom said you know she lighted up she lit up a room and she was like uh, they called her breezy because she would blow through and you yeah. know and make everybody <laughs> smile and, and go so um that was kind of what i think our idea was when we did the video you know yeah. especially when you film it and all that we wanted to get the lighter side of it and mm-hmm. having a good time and making somebody smile yeah yeah, I think there's no better tribute than doing what she would have done. You yeah. Know? Uh, well, now we cannot dance like yeah, she did. I was going to say, could dance. Yeah. I, I watched yeah, uh, the, the dancing. Yeah, some of those, uh, I don't know, but yeah. yeah. So, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers on a more serious note are obviously yeah. with, you know, her family and the the whole community, really, because it's a big, you know, it's a big loss right. for everybody. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's and if if people don't know that are listening, I guess if they're not from the area or whatever, I believe her mom was a police dispather and her dad is a sheriff's Marin deputy. County sheriff's department. Okay, yeah, or sheriff's office. Yes. Okay. So kind of kind of ran deep. Yeah, in the she family. grew up in law enforcement. Okay. Yeah, she definitely had a passion for it, and you could tell that by you know a lot of the things that people have said about her. And I know one of the stories was um, she had a run um, last week. Um, and evidently the person didn't have food, so she went and got food for him and, oh, and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's a tragedy that you don't understand. Um, and a, a lot of people will will truly miss her and mm-hmm. um, for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, on that note, let's uh, just take a quick break, and um, we'll come back. After that, after okay, that. sounds good. Last Thursday, our community's heart was broken as she fulfilled her promise to a grateful soul. An oath to protect and serve, a promise that no matter what. She would always answer the call and run toward the harm, knowing that if she did not, harm may come to us. Go on missing the walls The walls that didn't make it back. 
Park on Thursday, April 9, 2020, at approximately 14.57 hours. INTD patrolman Brian Lee Baker 231 was shot and killed in the line of duty for responding to a domestic disturbance located at 1803 Denver Square in Indianapolis. Baker 231 the answered the ultimate call and sacrifice for the city of Indianapolis and its citizens. Baker 231 officer Brian Lee and her family will always be remembered in our prayers. Baker 231 Patrolman Leeds is now 1042 for the last try. May she rest all right welcome back everybody um here we are here we are yeah yeah we're gonna talk about uh well we've got to talk about coronavirus i mean it it impacts everyone so we're gonna hit my pet peeve yeah so a new segment will be what grinds my gears with chief tom vaughn <laughs> and we we'll have to be censored and <laughs> yeah get my attorney off here right. to oh, yeah. me yeah go, you can't say that you can't say that <laughs> yeah well i think better than your attorney would be jane yeah really yeah no, yeah you can't say that yeah because you might act like you'll actually listen to her yeah i don't know if you'd listen to the attorney i uh, mm. Sometimes. It depends. It depends. <laughs> depends on which attorney, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some coronavirus stuff. Um, but not let's not talk about the virus today. Uh, you can turn on any news channel and see that. So, um, well, hopefully we're on the. And it seems that way. Yeah. From what I heard, the numbers seem to be going down. Well, in, I know Indiana. Pennsylvania. I guess um, legislators um, today were talking about starting to open up businesses again oh, so wow. that's a good thing yeah and you know it, it's going to be like everything else not every state shut down at the same time right so you know i know new york and and like louisiana's hit pretty hard so mm-hmm. i don't see that happening anytime soon maybe there yeah but hopefully we can get back to some kind of whatever the normal's going to be right and yeah. open something up where we can get out of the house <laughs> yeah i mean and i'm quite honestly at the end of the day we're eventually we're not going to have a choice but to open things up or you don't open it up it goes wrong you know what i mean you're yeah. always wrong in this one i don't i don't see a a win-win here there's not so. there's not because unfortunately it's been politicized yeah and it will continue to be so whichever side you're on mm-hmm. is the one you agree with exactly yeah. and that's what i i don't think they this is a little down a rabbit hole but politicians don't seem to understand that people have already made up their mind mm-hmm. So all of this craziness that's going on between all both sides, it's just, it's ridiculous. I right. mean, it, it really serves no purpose. So yeah. hopefully they can get their act together. But um, yeah, I mean, I've seen, and I know you've mentioned that you've seen an uptick in, in, um, in crime, mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence, uh, things like that. Um, yeah, so, so I've actually worked a few days out on the streets the last uh, week and you know every day it's been people are going crazy yeah you know yeah we're not built to stay in a house and and you know with you know right now the kids should be in school you go to work you get that break time you get that little bit of let me take a breath and you know you figure you shut down a country and you put everybody in a house together who yep normally do don't do that for Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day for what a month now yeah. Um, you know, people's tension start to to grow and, and, you know, we forget how to communicate a little bit more. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we've been pretty lucky in Southport as far as like domestics. We haven't seen a big increase. Right. Um, but, you know, the kids are starting to, to escape the house a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're having some of that stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, you have to close your park and you have to close the basketball courts right. and... Um, this week with the weather being in the forties, it's not as bad, but you know, last weekend it's 70 mm-hmm. degrees Yeah, and you know, you hate to go up and tell that poor kid, Hey, I know you're only playing basketball. You're not hurting anything, but I can't have you do that. Right. Um, and again, you know, I watched a lot of, uh, um, you know, some of the news stations like the national news, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we have States where, you know, they're clamping down on it saying, we're going to write tickets. We're going to do this. 
And of course, the police department gets blamed for that. Right. You know, well, the police yeah. went in and didn't have to do that. Now, there's some. I don't think we needed seven guys to drag a guy off a bus. Right. There, right. There's a little common sense factor there. Yeah. But again, you created the law. We're enforcing the law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have our constitutional rights. You got those you're dealing with. So it's just it's just been a nightmare. I yeah. Mean, it really has. It's been really hard to do a good job. Um, because it changes every day on yeah. what you can and can't do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, I can speak for us at Southport, you know, um, I think the officers have used good judgment and have done the best we can. And right. we haven't had a lot of um, issues like that. Yeah. Um, we've been able to talk to them and kind of work through problems and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I will, I guess I should say that I say I've seen an uptick in, in these things. It hasn't been in Southport. Southport has actually been awesome. It's, you know, but in our general area, but yeah. within Indianapolis. But, you know, I've seen a lot of runs coming out, I guess, yeah. and on the south side that um, there's a lot of that. I don't think I haven't seen anything like in Southport, really. Maybe I mean, a couple. We, we've had you know, some, but, yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's mostly just, you know, um, locked in a house together for right. two days you're gonna in a row. Yeah, right. And you're going to yeah. argue. And, and, you know, we show up, kind of separate them, talk to them for a little bit. And sometimes that's the only outside contact they've had in 10 <laughs> yeah. days, 15 days, you mm-hmm. know, unless they went to the store or something. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, we had a resident who turned 80 yesterday. Wow. Um, and she was in, um, uh, she was an elected official here years ago for okay. several years. Um, so her daughter wanted to do a parade by her house because, of course, you know, you can't right. go over there and celebrate with yeah. her. So, we, you know, we were able to get three or four police cars together, and we probably had 20, 25 cars. Oh, wow. And then everybody drove by, honked, and waved at her oh, and, cool. yeah. and all that. And she had sent me a message later in the day. She said, in 80 years, that is my best birthday ever. Oh, wow. So I thought that was cool. So That is cool. You know, trying to come up with different ways that we can um, – support each other Mm -hmm. and um still enjoy your birthday a little bit right you know so that was pretty cool to be involved in yeah that is and i know we've done six or seven of those i think in the last couple weeks oh wow i didn't realize that yeah sick kids stuck in the house yeah um so we're adapting and doing that but let's hope may things start opening up a little bit yeah at least you know I, i think they talked about rolling openings and stuff like everything is not going to open at once probably which is fine right but let's get some something going because i know kids uh, especially um but i would say probably most adults uh thrive in a structured environment yeah. so a routine you know yeah. like like you said you get up you take the kid to school or whatever mm-hmm. you go to work you get off work you you know right. do dinner so that's all out the window and yeah. uh well, you know, one of the funny things somebody was talking about the other day, you know, before this, everybody's always got their face in their cell phone mm-hmm. and they're always doing this. Now they have the opportunity to stay home and spend time together. And it's like we have nothing to do. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're not on, the, you know, social media as much and they're not doing all that. And they're, uh-huh. they're trying to find games to play and yeah. and doing all that. So, you know, sometimes be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I mean, it is a, str- <laughs> it is a struggle. <laughs> you know, I have a, a teenage son, so... You know, he's been preparing for this moment for years, mm-hmm. being locking himself in his room and playing video games, you know. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, you know, even even him, uh, the, he loves to do that. He's a mm-hmm. teenage kid. So, uh, but he still is, you know, gets bored with that and wants to go outside and which, you know, going outside is one thing, but um, you just can't be with your friends yeah, you so that's yeah right yeah and he's got you know he's got bad asthma so i know it's affecting him more than you know he would he would lead on but uh but yeah i don't think i don't think we're fully thinking that through either what you know what that does to the kids and their right. psyche but i also think when this is over people are going to sit back and go man i had all that time i wish i'd have done that you know what absolutely. i mean absolutely instead yeah. of you know yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. I was going to say, though, we've tried to do, you know, like family games and stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it is hard to, uh, you know, what's a teenage a teenage right. boy going to want to do with his parents? Yeah. What's you know? Scrabble? Like, I'm not playing Scrabble. Yeah. What's a board game? <laughs> now, we're lucky because he actually does really, really enjoy board games. Uh, yeah, he had that uh, beaten into his head at a young age. But, right. but still, I mean, you can only do that so much, and then what, you know? Yeah. so. 
try to do movie night or whatever, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And like I said, you got to, you know, even as adults, you want to get out and socialize with other adults. Right. You know, and, and you know, that kind of stuff. So, like I said, hopefully May, that'll start turning a little bit. Now, if yeah. people think they're going to open everything up at once, oh, that's not going to happen. No, no. But, you know, hopefully get some of these places opened up where, you know, these poor businesses have suffered oh, through yeah. this. And um, I know later we're going to talk about our food drive mm-hmm. and some of those numbers, which I'm really excited about. Um, but you know, even though these businesses have been hurting, they're still paying it forward to the seniors. Right. And, and you know, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's turned awesome. out to be a, a great program and we've been very lucky to have some really great partners. So, yeah, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I know you want to talk about some of the things happening. Are you picking yeah. up Florida again? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like searching news in Florida, <laughs> <laughs> but it just kind of happens down there, you okay. know? So um, there's this guy, uh, Edward Williams, 26-year-old guy down in um, Florida. Uh, and, you know, a lot of um, judges or uh, sheriff's departments have been releasing inmates um, for uh, out of concern for coronavirus. Right, yeah. So they don't want them to catch it in the jail because they're responsible for it. Right. Really, uh, you know, at the end of the day. So yeah. uh, so they released this guy. The very next day, he murdered someone. And, it, you know, it, it. we're not talking about this stuff. You can look through the country where, you know, all jails are doing this because, you know, you can't have 1,200 people, you know, in a, in a confined area and not expect something bad to happen, right. you know, with this virus. So they are doing that, and I mean, you can you can Google any state, and they've mm-hmm. had that problem. Yep. Where they do, you know, what do we do with them? Where do we put them? We release them back on the street, and then you know, something tragic like this happens. You know, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. You got a little bit of dope. Don't take him to jail. Write him a ticket in June. Right. Go to, I get all that. You know. Yeah. But it's like. How did, did, it, did it say what he was in for? The beginning? Yeah, it was um, some kind of felony possession of heroin and uh, paraphernalia and some stuff like that. Um, from what I understand, he did have a, a criminal past beyond that. I don't know what it was, but um, yeah, it's that's and, a tough one, you know. Yeah, and again, you're looking nonviolent. There was no violence right. in that, so you cut him loose, and then it, it goes that direction. So, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, you can't, you're never going to stop that kind of stuff from happening. But, you know, I think that we really should evaluate, you know, the, the concern for the public versus, you know, so it would, and again, I don't know what his past was, but you know, if there's a history of, of, of drug use and, um, you know, what petty crimes or what, usually that's what builds up to something bigger. Right. And, uh, you put somebody out on the street that has, they have, I'm sure they have no job at that point. Right. That, you know what I mean? So or what anywhere are, to go maybe. Or right. That. So what so, are they going to yeah. do? They're going to unfortunately commit crime to survive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, um, you know, in a lot of instances it might be best for them, just the safest really for them even to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best for the safety of the community? You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we've been having this fight for years now about, right. you know, um, communities' rights versus, you know, offenders' rights mm-hmm. and, and all that. And, um, you know, sometimes I think we go way too far left worrying about an offender's rights when right. our, our main concern should be, you know, the community and the residents that we're getting ready to put him into, like you said, without a job, without a place to go, right? no money. Yeah. What's he going to do? I mean, it's kind of a common sense yeah, thing at like- some point. They forced him to commit a crime, basically. I mean, you know, because if you can't survive, I think that probably anyone given, you know, everything taken away and no option. Yeah. You know what? If I'm about to die from starvation, I probably would take something off the shelf. You know, the one thing you look at, I mean, I can speak for around here anyway. You have all these places that are trying to help and all that, you know, it's like, get them to help, you know, um, when I ran for sheriff, that was one of the things that we were talking about was the mental health inside the jail. Yes. And when you start looking into that, you know, to be able to go um, to the mental health facility, it takes about four to six weeks to get them signed up, you know, get this mm-hmm. done, get that done and get all the paperwork processed. 
but we don't do that while they're there. We wait till we release them and then say, hey, call this number and they're right. going to help you and kick them out on the street. Right. Well, they're going to reoffend. Yeah. They have no other option. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things you look at is, okay, he's doing 30 days in here. Let's get the paperwork rolling. Let's get him signed up mm-hmm. or her. And then when their release date comes, transport him to the facility. Say, here's all, here he is. Here's all his paperwork. Right. Yeah. At least you're given another option besides there's the street. You're free to go. Um, mm-hmm. Call this number and, and go through the paperwork. Most of them don't have addresses, don't have the documentation they need. Right. Um, and if it, it's a mental illness um, and they're not on their meds, right, they don't have yeah. the capacity exactly. to do that. So, you know, there's a lot of those things that I think we need to stop and look at. You know, they talk about criminal justice reform, which I agree mm-hmm. we need badly. Really bad. Yeah. But we need to sit down as a group of adults. Yeah. And not politics and sit there and say what is best for the community and, and you know. The offender is part of your community already. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. how do we, how do we work that better? So there's all, all kinds of options. Like I said, it's just how do we get people to sit down, take politics out of it, take money out of it, right? And what's the right thing to do? And as a group, as a country, as a state, how do we do that? Yeah. And how do we make it a better place to live? Yeah. Nope, I agree. Uh, well, we got way off the coronavirus on that one. We didn't sure I? did, but I mean, <laughs> hey, it it ties in because you know it's uh, we're talking about this guy that got let out because of coronavirus, but this, I mean, truthfully, it happens without coronavirus. People yeah. get released, maybe when they shouldn't or whatever. But you know, um, yeah, I agree with. Well, you know, yeah. and as a police chief, we have that fight with prosecutors' offices all the time. I mean, all right. over this country, you yes. know, we see it one way, they see it another way, and mm-hmm. it's you know, how how do we work together better? Right, and that's that's where we are in this country now. That we have to stop and say, we got to do this instead yeah. of fighting over politics yeah. or yeah. that kind of stuff. No, I agree. You know, it's sad that for a long time, someone that that uh, goes into jail or prison, maybe on a, you know, a nonviolent, um, good person that just made a really bad choice. Right. Uh, a lot of times they come out worse than when they went in be- sure. to survive in jail or prison. You, you remember know? like when 20 years ago, I guess longer now, probably 30, 40 years ago now, um, when you went into mm-hmm. prison, even the prisons here, they, they learned how to make furniture. Yeah. You, you know, I know Pendleton, um, not Pendleton, um, one of the prisons had an auto body shop yeah. and they would actually fix cars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, we're, you know, we're, we've moved past all those types of way yeah. to um, rehabilitate and make them productive citizens once they yeah. get back in. Yep. Um, and, you know, the cost, a lot of that, they made their own furniture for the prisons. They did all that stuff. Yeah. So the yeah. cost to the state was cheaper. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, I don't, I don't know that's the answer, but I do know that, if we don't give them anything and throw them out on the street, they're going to rob, steal, yeah. and do whatever they got to do. If we can at least give them some um, light at the end of the tunnel and have somebody who actually cares whether right. they reoffend or not and move that direction, to me, that sounds like a better opportunity for them to succeed than yeah. just saying, I need a bed, you're out, get out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's no that's – uh, that's my take on it for what that's worth. <laughs> well, hey, uh, yeah, I think we could probably dive, dive deeper into that uh, another day. But, yeah, there's a lot to talk about there, I yeah. think, um, from the law enforcement side, prosecutor side, the the correction side. Mm-hmm. There's just so much that, right. yeah. that could be done, you know, differently, I think. So, okay. Um, well, you know, I think we're good on coronavirus. I think so. Slash. Beat that to death. Slash. Criminal justice reform. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll take another break really quick. And um, when we come back, we will uh, have some wonderful segment. Not the Tiger King or Lion King or what's he called? We're not so, doing Lion King today. Tiger King. Is it Tiger it's, King? It's Tiger King. Tiger King. No, I do have the numbers <laughs> for us. So we can talk about that when we get back to uh, Mustafa. Okay. Um, We'll we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Hi, folks. I'm Jay Hart, your true conservative candidate for state representative. What makes me the true conservative? It's my wholehearted, unapologetic stand as a pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-Trump Republican. Now, I'm not a politician. I come from small business. I'm a guy who gets things done. 
So if you're tired of government squandering your hard-earned tax dollars on failed programs and frivolous projects, then you gotta vote for the true conservative. God have heart! I'm Jay Hart, your next state representative. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, I guess we're going to start off with our food bank. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because it's pretty cool. Some good news. Um, so we started on March 23rd, um, serving our, delivering our first meals. Right. And getting all that. So up to date, uh, April 15th, we've done 697 deliveries Oof. for 787 people. Wow. In less than a month. Wow. So that's pretty awesome. That is that is that's very a, awesome. That's a lot of seniors and um, disabled people. Yeah. That were we were able to reach out to during this quarantine. Wow. Um, we also did forty eight medical transportations. Oh, cool. In that same time period. Hmm. So not only getting food, but making sure that they're getting, you know, to the doctor's appointments and their dialysis and and that kind of stuff. Wow. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Um, and, you know, as far, I mean, when you look at it, you have uh, Perry seniors who have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fielding all those phone calls that's, and yeah. putting it on the spreadsheet. And then we've got uh, uh, Drink at the Well Ministries right. who have been packaging all the food that doesn't come pre-boxed. Right. And then the officers delivering all the food. Hmm. So... I mean that's a that's a lot of people working together to push that much food out yeah. in a short period of time. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the fact that the this whole thing came together, um, you know, you had the idea like, hey, we need to do something, and then less than a week later, it's operational. Uh, right. You know, usually with a government agency, it would be six <laughs> months of planning, right. and they would still be messed up. You yeah. Know? So. It just shows. Well, I think we talked about one of the other episodes um, was it's it was, you know, okay, I got this idea. Where do you get the food? Right. Where do you get, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and again, you know, all the and I'm not even going to start naming them because I actually did a press release last week. I saw that. Yeah. Where it listed all the people who have donated Mm -hmm. all the companies and even um, community people. Right. And then also we have restaurants that have brought food to the volunteers who are volunteering to help the yeah. seniors. Yeah, which is very awesome. So, yeah, it was yeah. like full circle. You know, everybody mm-hmm. paid it forward. And, it, I mean, it's just been it's been a really great experience for such a yeah. bad time. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you think about, um, like, the, for example, the restaurants that donated for the volunteers – they're struggling, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not getting the same business they were getting. Right. Um, you know, the businesses that donated items or whatever, they're not getting the same business. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's a testament to the American spirit, but like you always say, the South side yeah. spirit, I mean, it just, yeah, you know, they always band together. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, if you're not from the South side, you can't say, you know, we can say something bad about another South side. Absolutely. You not come down and yeah. Do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and yeah, just, you know, especially, you know, like Midwest Food Bank, uh, Gleaners, and then um, Second Helpings, you yeah. know, bringing the the canned goods that we couldn't find and some of the frozen meals. Right. Um, but, you know, there's every day somebody pulls up front and says, hey, I was able to get an extra, um, you know, package of toilet paper. Do you guys need it? And then donate that. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. And it's it's kind of sad that you have to, okay, take two rolls out and send it yes. here. Take two rolls out. You know it's what I golden, mean? It's golden, yeah. <laughs> but it, it really is. Yeah. And the big thing, you know, bleach, you know, bread. Bread's yeah. hard to find. Yep. So to be able to do that and then Purdue, University of Purdue has those farms. Uh-huh. They brought 127 dozen eggs. Oh, wow. And so we were able to deliver those last week to all wow. the seniors. Um and like I said, you know, we say seniors, but we've done a lot of um, disabled right. people. Yeah. Um, along with, I know there's a handful of um, households. It was single mother, single mm-hmm. father. Yeah. Had three or four children, yeah. and he's not working. Yeah. You know, so we were able mm-hmm. to do that, and then we also um, helped out a rehab center. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. For drugs and alcohol, where they're in rehab, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to get 
um, food for a couple weeks, so we were able to hold them over till that came. So yeah. it, it's a total community thing. It wasn't right. just seniors and all that. Absolutely, that was the focus, and that was you know my my biggest fear was making sure right they didn't starve to death. But um, it kind of went full circle, and mm-hmm. and like I said, to serve that many people in such a short time it's crazy. shows the dedication that you know the Perry Seniors has to Perry Township. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the church, you yeah. know, wanting to be a part of it. They really, you know, it's not something they just say in church. They're actually here every day. Right. You know, at least five days a week. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're organizing it mm-hmm. and doing all that. So when that officer comes in, he can grab the packages and to this car and, you know, he's out delivering it. Right. So, um, yeah, if I could get the patrol pattern to work as easy as I got that. Yeah, set up, right. That would be a great thing. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. we got four people today and nobody tomorrow? What yeah. happened? <laughs> um, so, yeah. But yep. um, I can't thank them enough. And, and like I said, you know, even, you know, Kroger's and Myers and Walmart have donated. Yep. Even though, you know, they were hit the hardest with yeah. trying to keep food in. Yeah. I know. I uh, went to uh, pick up milk at Walmart very like the first week first days and it's i mean that's when it was pure pandemonium right uh trying to get anything and they donated oh my goodness it was like 60 or 70 gallons of milk or yeah. something like that and it was just unbelievable yeah. they didn't have it no. to spare but they did to yeah. make sure that yeah that the were seniors were yeah. able to yeah yeah, I think we got like three shipments from them and like 48 gallons of milk at a time. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it has been that true effort of the community to band together. And, you know, one of the things I feel sorry for is, you know, we got the stimulus check started coming out early this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife went to the store on Monday. Yeah. And it was like day one all over again. Oh, yeah. Everything was gone because everybody yeah. had that extra money. Yep. Um, but, you know, those poor workers. Oh, I know. You know, they're wore out. You just look at them. And, uh-huh. and every, I actually stopped and said, hey, thank you very much. And she looked at me like I had three eyeballs. Right. You know, waiting for me to start screaming at her for something. And I said, I just want to tell you, thank you. I know, you know, it's been long hours and, and a lot of yeah. um, uh, mean or, you know, upset people coming in screaming I mean, yeah. at you. Like it's the, yeah. the stalker's fault. You don't have bread. You right. Know? Right. Um, so, uh you know, it's it turned out to be a great program, and yeah. with Perry Seniors, you know, being over at our old building, um, trying to build that program, I think this also will catapult them. So when this oh, is yeah. over, they've made all these other connections. Absolutely, I know uh, Melissa Johnson, who's the um, director, wants to start a food pantry over there mm-hmm. and get back to serving meals and doing the things they used to do in the yeah. past. Yeah. So it's been, uh, she told me the other day, it's been a real eye-opener. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Here's the fire, jump in, you know. Um, But she she said, I've learned so much and been able to make these other connections that we can carry this on. So, you know, you talk about how bad the the virus is and, and what it's put people through. The silver lining to that is all the people we've been able to meet, work with, build a relationship. And then hopefully that carries on when this is over. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we'd be naive to think that this isn't going to happen again. There's going to be something else. There's going to be a natural disaster. There's going to be those things. So for them to be able to have that in place and, you know, mobilize quickly, it's important. Well, I mean, look at last week. We had, you know, Mooresville, Whiteland had tornado strikes. You know, Mm -hmm. I know all over the country's had it. We had the strong winds the other day, you know, that, you know, so you're struggling with one. And then, you know, something else is thrown on top of it. Yeah. And again, everybody banded together and, and worked through it. I know the night of the storm, I was out till six o'clock that morning. Right. You know, we had power down in the city and trees across the road and, and residents are coming out with chainsaws. Hey, can I help you? I yeah, think they just awesome. want to get out of the house. But yeah, well, you know. Maybe. I'll take your chainsaw we'll, and I'll take your yeah, help. We'll, we'll take the help. Yeah, come on. But out. again, it, it is, you know, there's silver yeah. linings. And I think, you know, we get so into this. You know, you can't watch TV without hearing something, uh, bad, yeah. or, you yeah. know, statistics and all that kind of stuff that, you know, we need to look at the silver linings to the people we, yeah. we've been able to touch and make their life better. Yep. Um, like I said, that's what, what I got into this line of work for. Yeah. You know, that same here. Um, yeah, I did. I did uh, hear on the news the other day that um, it was, I believe, yesterday, actually, they said that uh, the state 
capacity of ventilators is we have 74% of our ventilators still available cool. and it looks like we might have hit the peak. Right. Uh, we don't know for sure. Right. But so it, it hopefully if it trends that same way, there's not going to be a, you know, a shortage of that. They're not going to have to choose right. or, you know, um, I mean, it, it was the same thing when nine 11 hit, mm-hmm. you know, we went into, you know, mass destruction mode and right. you know, we had two weeks of mass destruction training and equipment oh, yeah. and all that. And, you know, five years later, <laughs> it's right. like mass destruction. We talk about nobody's yeah. been through that. Right. You know, so hopefully we learned a lesson from this and we're better prepared for the next one. Hopefully. But, yeah. Um, like I said, we can only do what we can do. And um, right. we can't were, predict everything. We were challenged. Yeah. We stepped up and said, yeah. hey, how can we make it better and, and do that? And like right. I said, I'm just blessed with all the support that yeah. I've had as the police chief here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pick up a phone and ask for something. And, you know, it's like Christie's auction over there. Um, Zor's Towing was going to let us use a truck. It ended up breaking down. Pick up the phone. He's got five guys over here going to pick up food. Yeah. You know. Right. You can't ask for anything more. Nope. And and to be able to have that support, you know, means a lot. And, um, you know, next thing is, how do we thank everybody when this is over? Because I really want everybody to see yeah. how many people it took to make this work. You know, right. it wasn't one or two guys and it wasn't, you know, uh-huh. one person's idea. It was, this is what we like to do. And then sit in a room we, with a bunch yeah. of smart people and shut up. How do we up. do it? <laughs> let yeah. them, oh, let is them that figure why? it out. That's what, no, that's not why you were there. No, that's why I wasn't there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't get the invite, I guess. That is a good thing about being the police chief. I just put a bunch of smart people in the room. Yeah. I shut up. They come up with the ideas. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if it's yeah. great, you know, it's great. That if it's explains. bad, then they go, the police chief did it. Well, ex- <laughs> absolutely. <walk> yeah. <laughs> well, that explains why when I asked, hey, can I be a part of the task force in some way? <laughs> ah, it's full. That's actually a true story. Oh, well. I'm no, but it, it is. And like I said, you know, I can't I can't thank the city enough. Yeah. The, you know, the mayor, um, the clerk treasurer, all the council members and board members mm-hmm. were all supportive, you know. And, you know, through this whole thing, um, you know, we're using the patrol cars, we're using fuel, we're using right. that kind of stuff. So it does impact the city and how we sure. how we operate. Um, and they were all on board with it and wanted to be a part of it. I mean, we've even had the mayor picking up stuff and delivering oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to me, that just shows um, how strong, you know, our government is in Southport and absolutely. how well they really do still have that. They have the same vision we have. Yeah. Which and makes it, it great to work with. Yeah. It's nice because um, I think probably most people that are listening know you you lead by example so you just get in and do it um but it's nice to see like mayor cooney is the exact same way yeah you know he just digs in he doesn't yeah. wait for someone no. to do something and so um to have you know the police chief and the mayor on the same page like that it yeah. definitely shows and, and it, it and makes it successful right you know if, if you're not together and have the same vision and goals, you're going two separate paths. Mm-hmm. It makes it hard to get anything done in, right. in both jobs. Yeah. You know, so to have that um, working relationship where, you know, I can call the public safety board and say, hey, I want to do this. Any issues, any suggestions. Right. And, and then be a part of it. And, you know, the mayor and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. You I wouldn't be as successful if I wouldn't have had those type. Right. people around me yeah. and, and wanting to do the same things um, that we want to do. Yeah. And I mean, we, I, we talked about this like a week or two ago, but you know, um, Southport's a small city. So um, I know that, uh, and hopefully I'm allowed to share this, but there's been a kind of a spending freeze at the police department because of COVID. Um, yeah. But it, it, that didn't affect this. No, we, we, you know, you decided like, listen, we will figure this out once this is all done and over with, right. but we're going to take care of our people first. And, you know, yeah. And you know, it's like everything else. I mean, it's just like your household, you know, if you um, lose your job because of the COVID-19, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to pay bills. You right. Know? And it's the same thing here. If they're not working, they're not paying taxes. If right. They're not paying taxes. There's no tax money coming in. Yeah. And you know, whatever other money you generate has also slowed down or yeah. stopped, mm-hmm. you know, like our community room rentals. Right. We've had to close that down. So yeah. for, you know, a couple months, you're not making any revenue off of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to sit down you have to be, you know, budget conscious, understand it's the people's money. Right. And how are we going to spend it and how are we going to spend it the right way? 
And so, I mean, we have those meetings, you know, once a week where we're sitting down and we're looking, um, you know, fortunately with all the help that we received other than fuel, everything's right. been donated. Our yeah. time, our, all, all of our officers are doing it for free. Right. Um, you know, the church is doing it for free. Perry seniors. Um, yeah. So the only great thing about this is gas drops so low. That's <laughs> it's going to fit true. inside the budget. You yeah. know, so, but you have to look at all those things. Yeah. You know, if you budgeted for $2.50 a gallon, and absolutely now, and now it's a dollar fifty you know okay yeah. we can still do these deliveries and we're not we're not going to push that budget yeah you know so yeah. all that does factor in you know i think it's funny you know i talk to some people and they're like oh yeah well that's great you know and they don't i don't think they understand what it takes to do this yeah and there's no way you know and you know there there are you got perry seniors they have a budget you know you, right. you have this kind of stuff and and so everybody's got to work together and we got to yeah. sit down and, and we got to say okay do we really need this or do we really need that can we push this here so there's yeah. all there's all kinds of things it's it's great to jump up and say i got an idea let's do it and do it yeah but there's all kinds of factors that that go into it right that, that a normal person who's not in government mm-hmm. or not um behind the scenes would even know yeah yeah i guess you know what i respect is that there is kind of i don't want to say a freeze but there's um you know uh tightening of the belt because Mm -hmm. of the you know loss in tax revenue but that didn't stop you and the mayor from saying listen we're going to spend this gas money because it's the right thing to do right and it'll all work out you know um and like i know obviously i don't know all of the details but like you said you budget for 250 it's a dollar 50 so that's awesome but i know that if it was 350 you guys would have figured it out still you know yeah yeah what are you going to cut back here to be able to do this you know and And police services have not been impacted at all no yeah no and and like i said you know officers still the the patrol shifts are still full right we're still doing what we're doing these guys are coming in on you know extra time off or you know right um and, and they're doing that kind of stuff hey i'm free saturday i can deliver so we'll set up something so that they can come in mm-hmm. grab a car and go do that yeah and you know um a couple times it's actually helped out because we had more cars out and right. a run came out that we needed more cars and, yeah you know they were able to assist in that too yep so yeah i mean other than the fuel part um, really hasn't cost the city mm-hmm. any That's other awesome. money. Now we have had officers where somebody will say, "Hey, I really need, I need bleach or I need bread," and they'll go to the store and pull the money out of their pocket and pay for it because right. we didn't have it, you know, in the in the uh-huh. training room. Um, but other than that, like I said, it's it's been an effort of the whole community coming together and yeah. saying, "I've got this, I've got this, I've got this," and and like I said, you know, um, Jack Christie and the trucks, yeah, you know, huge. So. Um, I can't say enough about them and and just all the support that I receive. Right. I mean, you know, um, I think we got one of the best police departments in the country, and I say that all the time, and I get a lot of grief from other police chiefs, <laughs> but I'm going to still say it. Um, but I, I truly believe that, but I believe that because of the support that we have. Yeah. You know, uh, if something yeah. goes wrong, there's somebody that wants to help, and it's just, you know, they want to help us because they know we're part of the community. Absolutely. And they want to be a part of that. I think you said it earlier, it's being a part of something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, you know, EM, electrical company, they've, they've done it too. You know, oh, yeah. I need this. I need, oh yeah, we got a forklift. We'll come over and unload that off the truck for Absolutely. you. You know, whatever it is. And it, it's yeah. it's really been a blessing and just can't thank people enough for yeah all and, their support. You know, a, a side note. Um, you might make me cut this out. I don't know, but things that people don't see that I've seen behind the scenes is you find out about a, a fam and before before this COVID stuff even, uh, but you find out about a family that's really struggling or something's going on or whatever. Then a lot of times you're calling your partners like em or christie's and say look here's the deal i'm trying to put something together and no one ever knows about it um and that's that's how it should be but um you know a lot of people don't don't realize that just it's not just in an emergency situation uh like this right it's for the community year-round and you know that's always I always go back and forth on that because there's a lot of things that we do behind the scenes that nobody sees Mm -hmm. and you don't want credit for it. Right. You just want to do it because it's the right thing to do and it's what we believe we should be doing. But in that same aspect, you have partners that are helping you and you want people to know that. Right. So that you can, you know, 
people should know that that Myers gave all this food and, yeah. and Walmart and Kroger's, you know, mm-hmm. because to me, if I'm going to go spend my hard earned money somewhere, I want to spend it where I know that they believe in the community. Right. So you're always, it's a push and shove match with myself going, uh-huh. how much of that do you let out? How much do you don't? Right. You know, Savannah smiles, you know, we did that big fundraiser yep. for that um, poor little girl um, who passed away. Um, and it was truly started out as a fundraiser to help the parents get to Cincinnati children's hospital. Right. You know, so we need some gift cards for gas, you know, or use for a hotel room or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, then you start working with the family and, you know, they lived in a trailer and it's wintertime and they don't have any heat. Right. You know, so then you reach out to EM and you said, you know, hey, I got this family and this is what we're doing. And mm-hmm. there's like, OK. And he sends a technician over and then they right. know they have heat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there, there's. It's never as easy as saying, I want to do A. There's uh-huh. always B, C, oh, yeah. and D, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's it, it always gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you, you want to you wanna value the family's personal space and right. confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you have all these partners who have went out of their way, spent money, mm-hmm. um, gave back to the community, and how do they get recognized for it? Right. And so it, it, that's always a battle back and yeah. forth. And most of the businesses, you know, the two I just mentioned will call me later and go, why'd you do that? Why'd you right. say that? I didn't want, you know, and yeah, I mean, they, they feel the same way we do. It's they're a part of this community mm-hmm. and they want to do it. Right. But again, I think from my side of it, that people ought to know that. too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because I, just like you said, if, if my, uh, you know, heater breaks down, I want to spend my money with somebody who yeah. is doing good with the money that they're earning and, um, nothing wrong with making a lot of money and having fancy toys, but are you also part of the community? And, you know, that's important. You know, and that's like, you know, when we built the new uh, municipal complex, I wanted to use as many Southport or Perry Township businesses because you want to give back to, you know, you want to see them working and you want to see, you know, that and and 90% of them are partners with the the city. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's... There's all kinds of variables behind the scene that a lot of people don't see. Nope. Um, and that was the reason for the press release. I wanted to get those names out. Yeah. This is what we've done up to this point, And here's what it takes to be able to do that. You know, and it was two pages. I mean, it wasn't a simple five or six names on there. Right. It was two pages of businesses. Yeah. And, and people who donated mm-hmm. in one way or another. And by the time it's over, that list will probably just continue to grow oh, yeah. because as, as people and businesses in the community find out about it, then like you said, they drop by with, you know, Hey, I got extra toilet paper right. or whatever. So, yeah. Well, and you know, it was simple as, um, next door neighbor is an app for um, the neighborhoods. Um, and I answer them if they're law enforcement questions inside Southport, I mm-hmm. try to be active on it. Um, somebody had simply said, I need a reusable mask. Well, that wasn't something that we were trying to get here. We were f- more focused on food and, you know, essentials, you right. know, soaps and that kind of stuff. So I had two ladies in the community that made masks for us and, um, you know, made 50 reusable, washable masks that, you know, we can hand out with that. But hmm. they saw that off Facebook or off next door neighbor. Oh, wow. And then so, you know, they called and said, hey, I made 25 masks. And so we went and picked those up and we were able to hand those out to the people who asked oh, for them. Awesome. But you always hate to answer on there, oh, I got two masks because then 50 people need them. Right, right. So, it, you know, <laughs> but again, they saw it. They mm-hmm. wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, they have those sewing skills I do not have. Oh, my. <laughs> and um, they yeah. were able to do that for us. So, yeah, like I said, and it keeps growing. You know, Purdue just came on board last week. And, oh, wow. you know, yeah. other other places have then mm. seen the impact that, that right. it's made. And, I mean, again, want to be a part of it. Yep. It works out. Uh, it works out good. Um, I guess the easiest way to describe it probably is that we're the facilitator, uh, you know, maybe the, the organizer kind of. But you, know, you have places like the um, maybe the food banks. I don't know for sure. But uh, the Purdue uh, Farms, things like that, where they have the product and they want to help, but they mm-hmm. don't have a way to get it. 
right. to coordinate who needs it, get it to them, whatever. Yeah. So to be able to partner with, okay, so you have the stuff, we can coordinate getting it, yeah. you know. So I think, yeah, just shows a big yeah. effort. And, and, you know, that's another thing, you know, when you're looking at the logistics part of it, you know, I get a place that calls me and says, I can give you enough food for 50 people, mm-hmm. but you have to come and get it. Right. Well, I'm a police department, not a trucking company. <laughs> yeah. You know, so again, yeah, like you right. said, you know, it's everybody, I've got this, I've got this, and we put it all together and it runs. I mean, could you imagine trying to do that many two years ago before we moved into the new facility? No, there's no way. You wouldn't have had the space no to way. be able to do yeah. it. I mean, we did the um, hurricane relief in Texas. Mm-hmm. And we had a little one-car garage yeah. where we were able to fill a 27-foot box truck and take it to Baytown, Texas to help them out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just really didn't have the space. So then we had to get the truck earlier, load half of it, right. you know, and you're, and you're uh-huh. going back and forth. So, again, you know, Perry Seniors want, wanted to do this mm-hmm. um, before the, the virus happened, you know. They didn't have a facility to hold it. Right. And then so once this happened, it was like, oh, this is what we're going to do. So they were, of course, the first phone call that said, here's an idea. You know, what do you think? And and then we all sat together with, you know, um, Drink at the Well Church Ministries mm-hmm. and, and started looking at, if you can do this part, we can do this part. And Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it so, just kind of came together. Came and now together there's, uh, what, um, about 800? Almost 800 people that yeah. were able to eat cool. through this. So. Yeah, I'll be interested um, to see how it how it is in the next, you know, few weeks and how it grows. And, yeah, and you know, right now you're in the planning stage of okay, if we start opening up stuff in May, right? What do we need to do? Because you know, one of the big focuses for us too was you get all this product and you don't want it to go to waste. Right, absolutely. You yeah. know, so you don't want to ask for more than you can give out. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make sure it's going to the families that need it. Right. Um, so those, you know we're in that process now of yeah. if we start opening up in May, um, you know, the first couple months or weeks, I'm sure yeah. we're still going to need help. But at some point, you know, how do you start scaling, um, scaling yeah. down? Yeah. yeah. And then what do we do with anything that's, you know, left over and all that stuff. So, right. um, yeah, could be a good, could be a good start to the, Perry Seniors Food Bank, you know, and that's kind of where yeah. we're at with it. You know, is it something that they can store? And right. Does it keep? And you know, is it perishable? You know, what, what, what do you do with that? So, um, yeah. So, looking forward to the next phase of it. And cool. like you said, I, I really want to see the end of the numbers because, you know, in your head, you're like, man, if I can help 200 people, I'm great. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And then next thing you know, oh, it's 500, 600, 700, and you're like, okay. Yeah. But grows legs. Yeah. But that's what happens. You know, they say it takes a village. So it truly does. We've got it. All right. Um, So we'll take just a quick break here and then we will come back with Dumb Criminals. Okay. All right. Let's do it. 911, what's your emergency? We hope and pray that you never experience a catastrophic event at your place of business or worship. But being prepared is key to mitigating loss. Vaughn Ryan Strategic Security Consultants offers training and planning to businesses and houses of worship in the event that the unthinkable ever happens. Please visit Vaughn-Ryan.com and take advantage of our free quote today. Welcome back. We're going to do Stupid Criminal because... I mean, you got to have a laugh at the end of the show, right? Yeah. I mean, what better time than now, you know? Right. So it was maybe a, one of our more serious episodes so far, but, you know, we, we talked about, about a lot of important stuff. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, let's, let's do well, it. Well, at least us, it. and until they take it away from my mic away from me, that's what right. they get, right? Hey, and they're not taking anything away because we bought these mics. We own them. <laughs> Kill that podcast. Yeah. No, they, they, they can do that. All right. Here we go. Dumb criminals. Dumb all right so uh this fella michael harrell in uh, cleveland ohio decides he's gonna rob a bank okay. you know some some bank robbers like they'll do like a wig or a mask yeah um yeah this one didn't he had a, his hat on backwards okay and then uh, he handed over a note um to demand the money and the note was written on uh 
the blank side of a letter from the Ohio BMV. Oh, cool. With his full name and address. And <laughs> so needless to say, the FBI, it didn't take them long yeah. Here, to track him down. Here's your clue. <laughs> yeah. So obviously he was arrested and, okay. you know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, again, going back to the criminal justice reform, mm-hmm. maybe we can give him a skill because robbing banks is not it. No, no. It's not working for him. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're when you're a bad criminal, like you've, you, you just have to. There's really nowhere else to go, is there? No, it's time to learn a skill, man. You know. Um, all right, so here's another one. I like this one. This is in Kansas. So this guy's brother, um, Eric McCracken, was uh, arrested for stealing an SUV. Well, they uh, granted uh, bond, so his brother was going to pay the bond get him out of jail when he was pulled over in a stolen <laughs> SUV and was arrested. Yeah. So, uh, it's family business. Apparently. Separate SUVs. Well, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, See, I, I tell everybody this, we don't catch the smart criminals cause the other ones just kind of pull out in front of you. Yeah. And say, look at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that one. I, no, I don't have It's kind of like when you pull over a car who's with a suspended driver and you say, listen, I'm going to cut your break. I'm going to have somebody come and get your car. Can you have a licensed driver come? And then, you know, they pull up, <laughs> you run everybody and they're suspended. And uh-huh. you're like, what are you doing? You're coming to the police. Yeah. You know, uh, people don't probably understand like how much we really do. Like, we don't really want to, like, arrest people no. for those kinds of things. No. I mean, I know I was, I don't think it was my traffic stop, but I was on one where we had four different people come mm-hmm. because the first, nope, you don't have a valid license. Nope, yeah. you don't, you know, and we're sitting there on the side of the road. Right. Um, but, yeah, we don't want to tow your car and take you to jail and, you know. Well, I got one for you. So I was watching an episode of Cops Okay. Um, this week sometime. And so they're chasing a guy on a bicycle. First of all, you cannot run a car uh, well. <laughs> or the radio. But okay, yeah. so he ends up crashing the bike and they arrest him. And so they get him in the car and they're like, hey, dude, you know, what's going on? He goes, well, I've had this warrant and I was trying to turn myself in. He said, I was lording around the gas station trying to get the police's attention so that they could come and arrest me for the warrant. And he's like, okay. Well, when we came, uh, why did you take off? He said, well, I wanted to make sure you followed me so that you could catch me because I gave up. And you can arrest me now and I can get this warrant taken care of. He said, well, you crashed your bike. You didn't give up. He said, "Um, you could have just came to the police department and turned yourself in. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, I didn't think about that. That's too much work. But it's like, you know. But it was just, it was funny. Okay, I want the police to arrest me. The police come. Now I'm going to run from them. Right. And now I'm going to crash. And then since I got caught, I gave up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, and you know, you just sit there, look at the show with the, you know, your mouth half open going, what? Yeah. I don't understand. And by the way, these aren't my pants. That was yeah. on there too. <laughs> oh, what? That, there was an episode of that on there. <laughs> this is the best part about this one though. Mm-hmm. So they're patting him down and um i believe it was heroin fell out of the bottom of his pants Mm -hmm. his pant leg by his shoe and so the guy stopped they had the meth looks at the officer and they're both looking down at it and he goes that's not mine (laughs) (laughs) and he says well it just came out of your pants he said well these aren't my pants and he said what he goes so those aren't your pants he said no i borrowed them a week ago and then i put them on again today oh and he said, so you didn't wash them? And he's like, no, no, they weren't that dirty. Okay. And they go through this whole story. So evidently he borrowed pants two weeks ago that had meth or Coke or something in his pant leg. And he's put them on twice and it never fell out <laughs> until the Boy. officer pats him down. You know, and I don't know many drug users or dealers well, in general, but that would, uh, you know, like, hey, here, just take this big thing of uh, no. drugs, you know? No, that's There's money. too much money involved. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, we'll end on this one because, well, I think this guy maybe was trying to go straight. I don't know. Uh, this is out in Wyoming. Um, this guy goes to a sporting goods store. 
uh, steals a pair of like high-end sunglasses. Then it doesn't get caught. Okay. Uh, at the time, at least, yeah, he was on video. Um, comes back three hours later to ask for a job application. <laughs> Let me guess. He wanted to work security. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make it up. I mean, well, they were so friendly while he was stealing it. He thought that'd be a good place to work. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I don't know how that worked out for him. That's probably, probably not very well. He's on stupid criminals now. So yeah, yeah. Well, he hmm. was arrested, and I'm sure didn't get the job. So, <laughs> kids, let that be a lesson. Well, he'll be calling next week about his interview. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You hey, just a, got bonded out. You <laughs> have a collect call from. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, he wouldn't get bonded out. He would collect call from jail and then ask if they could bond him out for his interview. In advance on me. his pay. It wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all our dumb criminals. And there was not one dumb criminal from Florida this week. Yeah, there was. That was the first one you picked on. Was it? Yeah, you let, they let him out of jail. Remember? Oh, no, that wasn't dumb criminal. That oh, was about the no, coronavirus. No, no, no. But you got to stop picking on Florida. It's just too easy. You're going to go on vacation down there. There's going to be like one posted I know. posted I know. <laughs> Yeah, I like Florida, too. <laughs> you got to quit picking on them. See, the last, when we did the other ones, where it was the stupid laws, uh-huh. at least I picked one from each state. Well, yeah. Or two or three from each state. We well, didn't just pick on one. I, hey, I mixed in some others there. You, know? you did. I'm proud of you. Yeah. That was good. It's just too easy with Florida. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, um, man, we're, uh, I think we're talked out today. I what do you think? think? Yep. Three, go. Yep. Let's, uh, we'll wrap it up here. We will be back next week. Um, maybe we'll have a guest next week. We're going to try. Yep. And remember, if you have any questions or you just want to tell us to shut up and please don't do this anymore, mm-hmm. you can go to the Chief Tom Vaughn Facebook page. Yep. Um, leave your comments, suggestions, um, whatever, and we'll be more than happy to bring them up on the show. Um, maybe. Yeah. Well, depending. (laughs) Yeah. I can already. It depends on the criticism part. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I can already If you put it on there, um, we, we'd love to hear from you. And like I said, it's just our way of trying to communicate during this and figuring out a, a good way to do that. So um, we appreciate everybody's support, though. Again, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. See you. Eight, nine, one. Go ahead and disregard the case.